Hello and welcome to the Barker Bites podcast brought to you by Barker Marketing, leaders in smart marketing and content solutions designed to propel your business forward. I'm your host, Brad Smith, and I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to Barker Bites on your favorite podcast player. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to cover, or you have a marketing need, please reach out to us by visiting our website, barker.com. That's B-A-R-Q-A-R.com. Hi, and thanks so much for listening to Barker Bites. I'm your host, Brad Smith, and today I am super excited to have uh, our guest, Prudence Shank, on the line. Prudence is one of our skilled, talented, and smart writers here, and she really focuses on helping our clients and companies tell their story, uh, build more visibility, drive more traffic to their websites, convert more people into customers, and win the search engine game. So Prudence, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Really looking forward to the conversation. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Prudence, you're obviously extremely skilled, extremely talented writer. Our clients absolutely love you and, and your work. Coming into this, did you have a lot of search engine optimization or SEO experience? Actually, I, I did. I started in about 2008, and this was back when you could do a lot of um, unsavory things to rank really well. Um, so a lot of keyword stuffing and all the things you're not supposed to do anymore that'll get you dinged by Google. So it, it, at that point, my writing wasn't uh, very important. It was more the keywords that were important. But over time, as things evolved and content became much more important, obviously what I do became more important. So I've seen an extreme evolution from what we call now black hat to everything that we're doing today that can be a little bit more complex and complicated when it comes to ranking well on Google. Yeah. And it's been an amazing switch, hasn't it? Cause you just like you, you hit the nail on the head back in the day, you could just stuff keywords anywhere you wanted to. And there were companies that would produce articles out there that made zero sense and they would just stuff those keywords in and rank. Well, it was frustrating. Yes, my job for a while was writing an article and then submitting it to what we called article spinners. I don't know if anyone remembers those where they would just take the words that you wrote and put them in different orders. And it, it didn't sound like a human wrote it at all because they didn't. So glad Amazing. things are the way they are now. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, and that brings up a good point. I mean, Google, Bing, they're always continually changing their algorithm. They're trying to make sure that search isn't gamed, but more so answers the searcher's query. Just recently, you wrote uh, an amazing article for our blog that talked about some tips and strategies that I think are dead on for our clients and our listeners today. And I just wanted to go through and, and cover some of these. So you mentioned something called zero click. So for everybody listening here, I know when we talk about SEO or somebody calls in, they always say, you know what, I want to rank number one in Google. But there's an even better position in Google and it's, it's called the zero result. Can you explain to our listeners what you mean by that? Yeah, sure. So I first heard about zero click searches from our SEO um, expert, uh, Dan Hong, who said that 50% of searches actually do not yield a click. And I thought, what, how is that even possible? And I thought maybe it was because the results were not what the searcher wanted, but actually it's because the results are actually what the searcher wanted. And that's what zero click search is. So if you type into Google something like who was the 25th president of the United States, an answer pops up right at the top. It tells you that the 25th president of the United States was McKinley. So you've got your question answered and you're done with your search. So that's a zero click search. You received exactly what you wanted from Google instantaneously and you didn't really need to go any farther. 
So that's great for you and I when we're searching for silly facts, like who was the 25th president of the United States. It's not so great for our clients who need people to click through and visit their website. So the challenge is overcoming that, but fortunately there are at least three or four ways that you can overcome that and Barker can help you do that. Terrific. So um, if you don't mind, let's dig a little bit deeper into how you overcome that. And you had some um, great suggestions on ways that you could really drive zero click visibility and drive more traffic over to your site. So how do you get a featured snippet? How do you drive zero click? What are some content strategies you use to help drive engagement in that way? Right. So featured snippets are probably the most important, at least to me, because it's, it involves content. Um, but the featured snippet is that little answer that pops up immediately when you type in a very simple question. It's that answer. It's about 40 or 50 words long, and it comes directly from someone's blog posts or articles on their website. So what happens is when you type a question into Google, the algorithm finds a website that has the best answer to that question. It grabs one or two sentences from the article, shortens it into, you know, the little box and displays the answer to your literal question right there. So how do you get the feature snippet? That's the challenge. It's all about your content. So the, what you want to do is you want to think about the questions that your target audience is going to ask about your products and services. And then you want to write content that answers those questions quite literally. Still not even quite that simple. You want Google to be able to find the answer to the question up at the top of your article. And then if the person clicks through, then you provide the more detailed information. So you have to be concise and brief and direct instantaneously and then you can get a little bit deeper because if someone wants to learn more then they would click through or they got the answer and they know you gave them the answer but the, you want them to click through you want them to use that featured snippet as a gateway to learn more from you specifically and not go any farther down the page yeah and i think you, you hit on a biggie you've got to write articles about the questions that your clients your customers your prospects are asking not the ones that you necessarily want to write about or post you know position you in the most positive light and I'll give an example. We're working right now with a company that is, is kind of like a franchise, kind of a business opportunity in the vending machine space. And they get the snarky question all the time, are vending machines even profitable? Like why in the world would somebody want to go into this business, right? And we didn't shy away from that. We wrote an in-depth article outlining all of the ways and all of the specific opportunities in the vending space to drive profits and to build a strong, solid business around that. Over the last three months, we've probably driven between 10,000 and 15,000 people that are searching and using that query in Google over to their website to learn more about their business. Now, a small portion of those people are going farther down into the funnel and converting and trying to learn more about the business opportunity. But those are people that are extremely interested, that this company would not have had the opportunity to win over. And these are extremely lucrative and highly valuable individuals that are now coming to the website. So it works. But in your business, you have to think about what those questions you commonly get are. And what are the questions that other people in your industry and other competitors aren't writing about? Don't shy away from those. Address them head on. Share valuable information. Don't make it a sales pitch. And you're going you're gonna to be well on your way to earning more visibility in search and hopefully a featured snippet. 
Now, Prudence, there's also some tools I know that we use to um, help with these featured snippets. Do you want to introduce or or do any overview of these? The ones that I know that our team uses are SEMrush and AnswerThePublic.com. Again, you don't really want to guess what people are asking. Your salespeople probably have a good idea of what people want to know. But even in the example that you just mentioned, by the time people are interested and they're talking to a salesperson, are are they really even interested in knowing if vending machines are profitable? They already know that. So, you know, you want to branch out and get even farther up at the top in people's research phases and and answer those types of questions to get them moving through. So again, SEMrush, answer the public. You can also use, I believe, your um, Google Analytics and see the types of keywords that people are using to find you and then transfer those into questions. Um, But you just want to be as practical as possible. Terrific. Excellent advice. Um, Hopefully everybody takes that. I love those two tools that Prudence just mentioned too. Answer the public is a, is a free one. Um, it's fun to play around with and, and really yeah. see what people are um, searching. It's interesting too. Once you start typing in a topic, you're going to see some just random questions pop up and you're going to be surprised at what people are actually searching for. Before you move on, I'm sorry to interrupt sure. you. Just, there are so many opportunities with featured snippets. So we see them all the time in our, in our goofy little searches, but they only appear for 13% of all searches. So there is a massive amount of opportunity for businesses to earn those featured snippets for questions that aren't being answered in that manner. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And then th- the other thing too, is if you see one of your competitors had, has earned a featured snippet, you can use a tool like SEMrush to find out what topic or what article or what piece of content they earned that for. And you could come up with a better piece of content to outrank them, kick them off and claim that featured snippet. So while it's only 13%, there's huge opportunity for all of those other terms, but you could also steal that traffic too. Uh All right, let's move over to our next topic, which is local SEO. And this is also a great way to earn a zero click search result. Prince, talk to us a little bit about local SEO and what local companies can do to become more visible? Sure. So local SEO determines what shows up in your search results whenever you type anything geographically specific, like Thai restaurants in Buffalo or car repair shops in Buffalo. Um, You get that little map that pops up and there's anywhere from three to five results directly in that map. And that's typically where most people look. They call the top one on the list or the second one on the list if they can't get the top one on the list. So you want to be on that map. How do you get on that map? It's really not that hard. The first thing you need to do is claim your Google My Business listing. If you haven't done that, stop what you're doing, come back later and listen to the rest of this and go claim that. That's incredibly important. The second thing you want to do is make sure that you have images loaded you want your profile to be as full as possible. It is not enough just you claim the listing. Get your hours in there, get images in there, get as much information as you can. Complete, complete, complete. Then you also want to claim all of your other local listings like on Yelp, Facebook, Bing. I'm missing a bunch, but anywhere there's a local listing, claim them, complete them, and just make sure that there's nothing hanging out there Google wants the most information they can possibly get about your business. 
to make sure that you're relevant. So give that to them. That's, that's terrific. I love the idea of getting more active too in your Google My Business listing because I think there's huge opportunity and you hit the nail on the head. Um, that's your opportunity to share more about your business, make a more personal connection. You mentioned uploading images. I think that's a great opportunity to show, show off your people, show off your team, show off your staff, give people um, an idea what it's like almost behind the scenes and it's going to make them more comfortable in clicking on your search result because uh, if, if you're in the local block or the map area and you see one company that has a bunch of team members smiling, enjoying, enjoying life, and you see somebody else with no logo uploaded or a grainy image of the outside of their building, who are you going to go with? Who are you going to yeah. click on? Yeah. Right? Also encourage people, you mentioned local citations. This is, a, this is a biggie and you wouldn't think it is, but if your address is listed 10 different ways in 10 different places, there's no consistency there. Even something as little as spelling out the word sweet or having a number sign or not having a number sign, even those small little different differences can impact results. Go through, as, as Prudence mentioned, claim those listings everywhere that you can. If it's becoming a challenge, you could also use a paid service like Yext, um, Y-E-X-T, that can really help drive more consistency in those results. It is paid, there is a cost associated with it, but it can help streamline that process. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember that Google needs information. That it's, it's a machine. It's not going to make assumptions about your business. It's not going to just instinctively know that you're the right result or the right resource for something. You have to tell them. And that's data, data, data. That's content and that's filling out all of your profiles and probably the next thing we're going to talk about. <laughs> yep. And perfect transition. <laughs> um, the, the next and final item that we're going to talk about is video. And video has become increasingly important over the last several years. YouTube's the second biggest search engine on the internet. So Prudence, talk to us a little bit more about the importance of video, how you see video working into your content strategy and your SEO strategy. Yeah, I think it's really important to remember that YouTube is the second largest search engine. People tend to forget that. They write it off as a place to watch silly videos, but how often do you as a person Google how to do something and a YouTube video pops up? 62% of all searches include video results, and the vast majority of those are from YouTube. You rarely see the top results from any other format unless there's absolutely nothing on YouTube, which is rare. So you want to make sure that you have a presence on YouTube. Video search results have a 41% higher click-through rate on text-based, so it's a huge opportunity to get people viewing your content. And posts with videos, so if you write a blog post, a how-to, or something and you incorporate a video into that, those attract three times more inbound links to your website than text-based alone. Video is super important to enhance everything that you're already doing. So if you have a great library, add video to it. It'll only help. It can be a little dicey trying to learn how to do it, but that's what we're here for. We can help you do that. And it really doesn't take an hour-long video. It's three minutes or less. A minute and a half. The shorter, the better, frankly, because no one has an attention span anymore. So as long as you can get to the point and answer the question quickly, it'll help you. Well, that's terrific. And a lot of times what we even do is we'll look at top performing content on one of our clients' websites. So 
if we're writing a blog post, an article, a white paper, something along those lines, and we see that it's starting to gain traction in search, we'll go back through and look for ways to leverage that content and create a video or videos out of it. So as, as Prudence, as you just mentioned, they don't have to be long. You can do a quick, short, one-minute snippet, and oftentimes that's preferred, but record that video, then go back to that piece of content, embed that video right on that piece of content. When we do that, we see search traffic grow exponentially to that piece of content. Google loves video, especially on YouTube because they own it. Um, and they love interactive and rich media. So look for ways, ways to do that. Prudence, I can't thank you enough for your amazing tips today. I hope that those listening take advantage of it. As you mentioned, go claim your Google My Business listing right now if you don't do it. Uh, or if you don't have it already. Um, I want to also encourage you to go out and um, sign up for Google Search Console in in addition to Google Analytics, because that's going to give you some highly valuable insight into how you're showing up in search queries and what you can do to improve your site. Um, But if you follow these three tips that Prudence just shared, you're going to be well on your way to earning zero-click search results, driving more visibility, and driving business. So Prudence, thank you again for uh, all of your great tips and advice. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me.